0: All right, all right, everybody. Well, <clears throat> welcome back to another "Let's Talk Leadership" with Pastor Rod. How are you doing, Pastor Rod? Yeah, doing great, mate. How are you? I'm doing very good. It's good, good. to be back.
1: Um, yeah. got a little
0: break. We needed to get you a new computer, didn't we? <laughs> we did.
1: <laughs> it's not technology is not my high point, so you, you, you guys had to help me. Yeah. I'm glad we got you sorted
0: out. Glad we could be back. <laughs> yeah, and uh, good to be talking leadership and pastoring. Um, and it's a great thing to be talking about right now. Got, got your coffee? I've got my uh, done my coffee for this morning, so I got my sparkling water here. Good, good, good. good new good, jam. Good. We're ready, <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. Fantastic. So today, I thought we would talk about um, doing the hard but important things in leadership. And I think this is was really a general life principle. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do some some great things in life, there's gonna be some some challenging, some hard things, some things that are important, but maybe a bit tough to do for different reasons. Um, but obviously in leadership, it's important that we do the most important things, even when they're tough. And so I thought we'd talk about that today, Pastor Rod. I've got some questions yeah, here for you.
1: Yeah. So sure, let's, let's dive into it. Yeah, sure. Let's go.
0: So, first thing is, obviously, Pastor Rod, you oversee a lot of young pastors. I think almost Mm. all of the Lifehouse pastors are millennials um, and now the Gen Z generation coming through.
1: Yeah, praise God. Amazing. Amen. Yeah.
0: And uh, you talk with a lot of pastors around the world that also oversee a lot of young millennial leaders Mm. and Gen Z leaders. And so, I thought a good question to start with is, what are some things that you see Young leaders and young pastors are uh, struggling. What What are some things that we find the hardest? What are some common things that you find uh, young pastors find hard?
1: Well, first of all, just let me say what a joy it is to work with young pastors. Uh, it's a joy of my life, and my wife Viv, we've just loved it. Uh, in every country we've been to—Australia and Japan, Philippines—I think that there is a a, a great a great generation. And it's a joy to work with great generations, but any generation has challenges. And I think probably this generation struggles with, um, who are they? The question, Mm. who am I, or where do I belong? And so that comes into a lot of things of self-esteem and the group that you belong to the church you belong to. Um, and, and with that, I guess the comparison with social media, and what everyone else is, you know, in my generation, we just had the Bible. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we had one, one piece of equipment called the paper Bible, mm-hmm. and and I love it. I know your generation is mainly on digital, whether it's on your phone and that. So, but with that wonderful blessing of digital comes uh, the comparisons of social media, and seeing everybody else's pictures of them on their best day preaching, them on their best day of results, them on their best day of holidays. And mm. it's it's a whole new world. Our generation never had that, but I, I need to understand it because I see it. And even at my age, which is now 61, I, I think even my generation struggles with that. Sort of we've adopted the same issues right. of comparison. So I think these are the big issues. And along with that, uh, what, what is what is a legitimate... Um, successful young pastor look like. What are the key indicators that I'm successful? So it's it, is it you know comparison or these are the big issues, and it all comes back to one package, which is who am I, and and uh, who has God made me, and and what should I be doing? I think I think they're the key. Would you agree with that? That's sort of into the the key mm. issues. Yeah, I think that's
0: right on the. Um, what do you say hitting the the nail on the head (laughs) um that that's yeah i think it's so easy for us to you know i said whether you're young or a bit older um it's very easy to compare yourself and so i think it's hard to it's a lot harder to just stay grounded in what god's called Mm. you to do Mm. um it's just so much easier to be distracted these days isn't
1: it it really is and and uh i think i think the answer is the same intergenerationally and that is you've got to seek god Mm. um i don't think you can get around that i don't think any generation in old testament new testament history now can get around the concept that you've actually got to seek god for that answer and so if you don't have any habits or patterns to get to god i think that's hard it's hard to because you you know people can be swept up with this move or what they said and and we 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 become uh, unstable uh, the Bible talks about it being, you know, double-minded, like unstable. Is is this what I should do? Is this what I should do? So I think every generation needs to find the the art or the habit of getting to God and discovering who you are for yourself, which I know it's hard, but it's actually also very, very satisfying. We'll talk about that in this, because mm. if that's the problem and that's the answer, I guess the question is going to be, well, how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, which 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 I hope we're going to get there. I know we will. Yeah. But even for me as a young, young uh, person, I got saved at 19. I was very insecure, very, very insecure. Had never spoken well in front of people was probably pretty unpopular in my teenage years. And I got involved in some pretty crazy, strange things and depressed teenager. And I came to Jesus at 19 and I had to start all these habits as a young adult. Um, which has been very hard but also very good to say to people, you can start as a young adult. You can actually put these into play now because some people say, well, I didn't come from a Christian family or I'm not a pastor's kid or I'm not this. And I would say, well, 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 I wasn't either. So I had to learn the key issues as a 19-year-old coming out of that world, now filled with Jesus, now filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. But what do I do now? Um so I think there's some really real issues here about how do I discover who I am.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a huge topic, and I think we should just dive into it a bit now since it has come up because yeah. um like I, said, I think if this isn't in place, everything else um is tough, right? This is really yeah. the foundation of leadership. Sure. Um and so as you know, young young leaders listening right now, um, you, you said every day you might open up Instagram and you just see, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's best. Like you said, all the highlights, and and you think, well, my life's not looking like that, and my church doesn't look like that. And um, so, what is what are let's go there. What are some ways um, that we can stay focused on what God's called us to do and not fall into the trap of comparison?
1: Well, we have to get to the key point of my life and probably LifeHouse Church. We now have you know, 50 online campuses and many people around the world. And people ask, what's the key? And the key is what I discovered when I was 19. Brand new mm. Christian is still the key. And the key is just a daily time with God that is not overtaxing. Like it's, it's, a, it's achievable. It's something I can do every day. Um, and and getting basic habits that actually feed me, and I see results from them pretty fast. And I think this is really important, especially for young men, is who are so results oriented that by simple habits you can actually increase your results so fast. Mm. And and women too, but I just I think young men could get this a lot better, a lot faster. So when I was a brand new Christian, I was a fireman, and people always know my fireman story. In our mm-hmm. church was, but. I, I got saved as a fireman in Sydney and um, my life was completely changed in one night. I gave my life to Jesus on the Sunday night and I went to my fire station on the Monday morning and I said, hey, my fireman friends, hey, guys, I've become a Christian. And they all walked <laughs> away. No one was interested. And uh, within three days, the, the guy who was selling the drugs at the at the fire station, I still remember his name and his face only because I pray for him. Wow. He hit me in the head. He hit me in as, far, as hard as he could in the nose, and um, he said, "Don't you ever speak about Jesus again." And that, it's a long story, but I was actually saved by a, another fireman, and um, I led that that fireman to know Jesus six weeks later. That's a different story, but it was mm. how I started my Christian life was pretty brutal. So I went home the night I was hit, and I. I did what some Christians do with paper Bibles, they, you know, open. God speak to me. Yeah. And it's amazing as a baby Christian or a young Christian, how many times this works. <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes of, as an older Christian, it works. Yeah. But I can't guarantee it. Um, so it's a
0: bit harder on the iPhone to do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the, Maybe. some of the iPhones, you've got the wheel, haven't you? Yeah. The, you, can you can spin the wheel. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> wheel, wheel of fortune with the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it reminds me of the guy on the flight who was uh, um, was in turbulence on a, on a flight. And he, Christian, he opened the Bible, and said, God, speak to me. And it said, today you'll be with me in paradise. <laughs> and he said, no, no, I, I've got to get another word. Different um, one. <laughs> I did that. The night I got hit, went home. It was two in the morning. I remember it clearly. And I was, wow. I, was I was in crisis. I mean, been saved three, three days, new faith. I did love Jesus, but I was so confused. Why didn't he protect me? What's going on? And um, I did that, Isaiah seven, verse nine, it just says, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Mm. And it was a strong word. It was, a, it was like the hand on my shoulder I always wanted. You know, I grew up without a father at home. I always wanted a father. And I've realized that God was my father. And in a time of crisis, God spoke to me clearly. And although it wasn't a soft word, like a soft word might be something like "I'm with you, my child," which would have been great, nothing wrong with that. But it was a strong word because I had to go back to the fire station the next day That's and right. face the bully, and um, or quit or put a sickie in, you know, not 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 turn up. I, I went back with this word, and that guy never came near me, and wow. um, and I was able to live my life. But that word—it was like God. Held me or tapped me and said, This is the word you need right now, Rod. And so right from the very beginning, I realized the importance of a supernatural, a supernatural Father in heaven, supernatural God who speaks today through his word. Um so all these years later, it's just been building on a daily time with God. And that scripture is a very short scripture. You could read that in 10 seconds, but it's about integrating it, getting it in your life and um, just, just saying, well, I think God spoke to me and yes, he did speak to me and thinking through it and actually writing it down. So I, I wrote that down as a brand new Christian, that verse on my notebook. I know today most people will put it on their note, but mm. um, I've still got that original notebook in, in my room right here that that from wow. 41 years ago when I wrote down, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. My first scripture from God. Wow. And it started me on this journey of who am I, who is who is God in my life as a young fireman. And I was also part of a great church from day one. And so I also saw mm. leadership modeled. Um, and I think a lot of leadership needs to be modeled. Um, I'm talking about getting in great churches, not perfect churches, but great churches and just watching how leadership works in the church. And I saw great people. And um, I probably shared that story with someone. And they said, that's great, Rod, let's pray together about that word. And just really endorsed it and said, yes, God has spoken to you. God wants you to be strong and receiving that prayer. So I guess my answer is you've got to get into God's word and ask for words. Mm. And take a note. I, I, I know many Christians say, yeah, 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 I did that years ago. And and I'll say, well, what did God say? And I say, oh, He said something. It's maybe in the gospel, maybe in the Gospels, maybe in Psalms. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with people that do that, but I think that's a wasted chance to mm. to, to, to grab a, a word directly from heaven for me, directly from the throne to me being a fireman today or whatever it is. And so, getting back to the bigger question of young pastors, if they've never learned to get to God and seek God out for a word and get a word mm. it can it can be layer on layer of, of um, more disappointments and then more comparisons right that lead young leaders to even doubt their calling mm. because they, they're not processing daily the stuff that happens daily and I mean you know me Lewis I've, I've, cuz I've taught you. Have I taught you this stuff Have, I, have this I I've, I've
0: heard the I've heard it a few times, yeah.
1: <laughs> totally. So, yeah. so has this helped you um as a young, I mean you came to yep. our church in Tokyo as a as a non-fire believer, 18 mm. years old, you love the Lord. Mm. You probably already had some of these habits, is that right? You've you've did that help you? Oh yeah, absolutely
0: life-changing. Um yeah, I was also blessed to be in a very great church as a, as a young person with great leadership and discipleship and um, faith speaking and all of that. And But yeah, definitely, I think um, I hadn't built the daily habits into my life. Um, it was very seasonal. Yeah. And uh, so I had some very good times and some not so good times. And it was very mm. up and down in, in my, my relationship with Jesus. So coming and learning journaling definitely just got me grounded in a daily yeah. practice of getting to god mm. um and i think it really is the key and like you said about being planted in a church as well yeah um being around good leaders and good mm. friends yeah that right. can help you um i actually remember when um when i uh, left tokyo um and moved to Hiroshima to start LifeHouse Hiroshima. And it was a big, big shift um, going from being a a (laughs) full-time team pastor to being a church planter in a a new area of Japan, a whole region, 11 million people that need to hear the gospel in Hiroshima City and just came with so much faith, so much vision, and uh, still have more than that. But uh, it was challenging because it was tough starting in a a new location with no momentum and starting from scratch it was it was a very different experience than being on a team of a church in Tokyo that had great momentum in many mm. areas mm. and um it was a struggle because all of a sudden i felt like i wasn't successful i felt like i wasn't mm. producing anything and right. um and it really it shook my my confidence in my my calling and even though like I was that daily practice, I never stopped doing that, getting to God, getting to God. But yeah. also it was actually uh, Luke Kennedy, my good friend who pastors in Osaka for Lifehouse. And it was actually him just calling me aside as a friend and just in a loving way and just saying, hey, Lewis, I just noticed like um, when things are going well in your church, you're, you show up and you got confidence and you're you know you're 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 speaking up in meetings and then when things aren't when you're having a bit of a uh not so much of a growth season all of a sudden you get gun shy and you pull back and it's like you're Mm. you're acting different and he said Mm. we're family bro like you don't have to change you you're you're accepted you know we don't accept you because you've had a good few months in church um and it, it just i needed a friend and at first it was like oh really and then when i started to pray to god and seek God on that I was like it's true like Mm. I was my confidence was really going Mm. you know almost becoming a bit arrogant or becoming very um, gun shy and um, because of what was happening externally and for me that was a life-changing moment of just saying God I just want to be faithful to you God I want to do what you've Mm. called me to do and whether that looks impressive on the outside or it doesn't look impressive on the outside it doesn't matter all that matters is that I'm doing what God's called me to do. Um, so
1: that was a life changing time for me. Well, that's really important what you said there. You had a friend that said, We're family, bro. I mean, what incredible yeah. three words that changed yeah. your whole perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that's you know, that that scripture we've been looking at in Proverbs um, 27, twenty seven, seventeen, it says as iron sharpens iron, so yeah, so one person sharpens or, or makes another person stronger, keener. Mm. Mm. And you have got to be in relationship with that. You can't just say I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sh- sharpen yeah. sharpen against you. Not no, talking about family, church, connect groups. It's yep. being in a team, isn't it? Uh, the the yeah, joy of being it. in a um, a team that that is learning how to win together. Yeah, um, very important. So you're in, you're in Hiroshima alone. You knew, some, but you knew the basics. You knew what to do, but yep. you still needed the family. Exactly, and it probably wasn't like three words. It wasn't like. you didn't need a message or a preaching you just needed a tap yeah exactly so and often a tap i give to young people is i say what did god say to you um Mm, yeah and so i I know they're journaling seeking god and pastor rob what do i do here and i say well what did god say to you and they say it and i say well that that sounds great you know like Mm. you got it and it's just that person confirming totally you're you're on the right track don't worry about the other stuff this is this is it Go, go ahead that's um, it. Yeah. Oh. Another moment I
0: remember when I came to Hiroshima and I started to face spiritual warfare to a level that I've mm. never experienced in my life. And I remember calling you and, and <laughs> Pastor Ron and talking to you about it. And, and you just kind of, um, you know, in a loving way to say, welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> um, but you said to me, you're not going crazy. You're right. okay, Lord, and that was just right. like okay, good to know. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going crazy. So having that pastoring, having that so, friendship
1: to yeah. just confirm what God is saying, like what is yeah. so powerful. I remember when I first started here in Tokyo, and we knew it would be hard, but we had a mm. word from God. Um, but it was it was really hard, and I remember uh, two people used to phone me and just encourage me. One was Steve Kaler here in Tokyo, mm. and when I saw his number come up on the phone, his he's, he's phone, I'd say to Viv that's Steve Kaler. I would hold the phone out here as I answered it because he's going to scream down the phone at me and he's going to say, Rod, Japan needs you. Japan <laughs> needs you. And three words there too. Just mm. an encouraging word. And, and the other one was Jared Kean in Perth and he would just laugh at me and say, that's what it was like for me in London when I started mm. in London. And mm. And I don't mean laughing at me like I'm an idiot, but that just that family member that says, "Like, like yep. that, it's okay, you're okay." Yep. Yeah. Um, to have those people in your life is is really important. Yep. And and I think young people, you know, some of them don't reach out because they think, oh, um, they'll think I'm a failure or they think I'm mm. a fool. Mm. Yeah. But the opposite's true, really, isn't it? If someone rang yeah. you, a young pastor or a young friend, what would you do?
0: Hundred percent would you know, um, just let people have helped me. And um, I want to help other people as well. And uh, so, yeah, we were yeah. just talking about this this morning that mm-hmm. you've got to be proactive in your friendships. Yeah. yeah, Um That I think it's it's really a generational mm. issue that many people are just waiting around um, yeah. for someone to call them, for someone to encourage them, someone sure. to... And I think just being proactive to, to give people a call and say, hey, pray for me or, it's great. Hey, hey, I'm struggling with this. Have you experienced that before? And they yeah. they said, laughing with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, you haven't experienced that until now? Like, wow, you had a good run like, <laughs> like you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it's so important. Great. isn't great. I think text is a great gift. Mm. Um, you know, when I just get a text from a friend saying praying for you or thinking of you and yeah, you, know, you can get cynical and say, well, why don't we have the conversation? But I've just learned to just receive all texts like that. Wow, you know, God put me on their heart mm. and thank you. And but that's also reverse that we can text yep. people. Yeah. They're on our heart, say praying for you today. Mm. And even at my age and stage, um, senior pastors just love that touch. Like, wow, th- you know, thank you mm. for praying for me. So just be aware of that little nudge inside to text or connect. Yeah. And and if and if you need to ask for help as well, just call out mm. hey eh? yeah i think one of the uh other things that young young pastors struggle with is the celebrity culture that's being mm-hmm. put forward and mm-hmm. um i think it's such a trap um I, I can't imagine jesus our our savior and lord going around and drawing attention to himself he he actually did miracles and said to people don't tell people it's like the yeah. <laughs> the the opposite celebrity he like <laughs> the, the, the the not celebrity savior and take that in the right sense. He is our celebrity. He's our Jesus. But mm. you know, he the night before he went, to, you know, had all these things happen and went to the cross. He he washed the disciples' feet and then he said, um, "And you will do the same to each other." Mm. And that doesn't mean we wash each other's feet. It means we find a way in our culture to serve in a in a meaningful way and we do it without mm. the expectation of return. Mm. And I think the world is desperately looking for that leadership. Mm. Um, I know there's a great book out there. Um, someone wrote called leaders eat last mm. and, and the whole concept that we've got to learn to once again, li- lead by serving, lead by loving. we got to lead. Yep. But leading not out of a need to be a celebrity or to create a celebrity culture. Mm. But Jesus is our celebrity. He's our, you know, make Jesus famous used to be something we said. And I think that whenever mm. we get that out of whack mm-hmm. and 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 the, and the way I'm traveling and the way I'm looking and was I treated well or did I, um, I, was I in the green room or not? I think we've got to wipe that whole thing out. Mm. And... You know Jesus said that he said when you're in a banquet don't take the highest place you might be asked to go lower take mm. a low place and when someone says hey rod or Lewis would you come and sit with me or come into the room here and meet some people it's it's well thank you it's um yeah. not expected I'm not you know I'm not well, why wasn't I honored it? no it's it's mm. the joy of being asked up and and maybe not um, <laughs> but I, I think that that is I just think it's crushing. I think it's a crushing issue. Mm. And I've actually heard of a lot of young pastors that or young people that won't become pastors unless they're pastoring a large church. Mm. Um, and I think, well, is that what God said? You know, Mm. I don't, I don't read that in the Bible. You know, you'll start a church. It's going to be a large church. Um, (laughs) it might be, I don't have any problem if it is, Mm. but if you're called, you just call, like you went to Hiroshima um on a calling mm. and it was tough and it was hard and, and no one no one could take your place like mm. no, no one could you you had to go through the hard yards well mm-hmm. with your lovely wife and she grew too and you grew and the team grew and um and now a, a number of years later the 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 fruitfulness is coming out in all sorts of ways isn't it it's um yeah but but you have to go through the hard times yeah yeah uh, and would you would you i mean We don't want people to go through hard times. No, (laughs) But I think we have to be honest and say, if you want to do anything great, you must Mm. go through hard times.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and it's also you got to go through times when no one's going to notice what you're doing. What you're doing for God is totally unseen to the public eye. And I think that's where I think a lot of young leaders attempted to give up because it's... And that's when I went... That's what the struggle I had to go through is... Mm. Well, no one sees what I'm doing. No one knows. Um, you know, it was like when I was in Tokyo and, and been the youth, young adult pastor and, um, we, you know, we had a lot of young people getting saved in the church and I had a lot of people calling me asking, how right. are you doing this? How are you doing youth outreach? Right. What are you doing here? And then all of a sudden um, no one's calling me, asking me questions anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, no, how, how do you leave it? How do, no one's asking me anything. And, you know, just stuff like that where it's just like it was a shift. Um, but it was, mm. it was all God's plan. It was God's will. Mm. And, uh, that's what it comes down to is that I've just learned that if I can just stay focused on what God's called me to do yeah. and just have confidence in sure. that, that I'm, I'm accepted by God. I'm accepted yeah. by the Lifehouse team, by you. You've chosen me to be in this position. God's chosen me to be here. I'm good. My wife's good. Um, we're, we're good. Um, life is just so much more enjoyable. Yeah,
1: it's great. And let, let me just bring back, I mean, talk about an older pastor talking about the old days, but we didn't mm-hmm. have um, iPhones in mm-hmm. my day. This issue you're raising up is, is, is greater today because of um, Instagram and, and the other stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think that you've just got to have a philosophy of your Instagram. or a, Great. And a philosophy means um, what I define that is, is, is who I see um, every day is my choice. Mm. Um, and it doesn't mean I reject people by not following them, and we need to get over that and just mm. say this is a tool. And if if by following certain people makes me feel bad or not so good in who I am, maybe I should put that on mute or just have a break from social media for a while. Mm. Um, so we're not rejecting people, we're not saying to unfriend people, but I think there needs to be a philosophy or a an agreement, even with your wife, maybe, and say, you know, if if, if seeing something makes me down or i'm not not so not so effective mm. let's chat about that um definitely needs to be up there in any discussion with young pastors um so if i am following or not following that's for my eyes only it's it's my philosophy my decision i don't broadcast that but I think we need to have have be at peace with our social media what what would you say to that
0: yeah i think it's very important i think a lot of like social media is such a big part of our world and it's um and it's you know the flip side it's such a great tool to yes. spread jesus and yep. make jesus famous and you know we've, we've been doing a lot of stuff online and mm. and it's great but i think that's a very important thing is you need to have a philosophy and i think a lot of young people in general just don't um it's they let the the cultural norm of social media shape how they use social media without actually diving in and thinking, you know, like saying is what I'm looking at blessing my life or making me feel bad. Um, yeah. that's a great question. Mm. If you open up Instagram and scroll through for 20 minutes and you feel worse, what what's the value in it? It's not yeah. adding anything good to your life. And, sure. and I think as well with what you're posting as well, like mm. asking why am I posting this? <clears throat> yeah who is this for what am I trying to is it to bless someone is it to encourage someone is it to or is it to promote myself and show off how good yeah. I'm doing here or you know how early I woke up and went to the gym this morning or <laughs> how late I stayed up working on this tonight you know the
1: yeah
0: the, the, it's very easy to um the flip side of that as well what's my philosophy on sure. what I'm posting and why yeah.
1: and I think I think as I said I you know, for many years we didn't have social media but I uh, before and after i've got a great ally in my wife mm. and um viv's a great supporter amazing woman and occasionally she would say occasionally she would just mm-hmm. say why is that important to you rod and i think mm. that's the most important question we can ask ourselves great um great and have a friend yep. you know we're, we're complaining about something or why isn't this happening and then for your wife or husband or someone to say or or, or pastor or, why? Why is that so important to you? And and why mm. why is it important right now? Are you okay? Like, yep. Um, I think it's a great question, not mm. to put ourselves down, but actually to to define our philosophy. Yep. Of my daily habits, getting back to that, mm. like, what do I do? Um, and and here is another one. You know, how much time do we spend on social media versus uh, either in prayer or the Word or great yep. relationships? Yep. Um. So again, I am all for social media. Let's use it. Um, there's not an issue there, Mm. but I'm in charge of it. It is not in charge of me.
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think I've, I'm I'm not sure who said it, but I've, I've, I've I've heard it talk about, you know, social media. It's, it's a neutral tool. Like money is money can be a blessing. Money can be a curse and it's the same with social, but you have to have a plan and a philosophy Mm. of how you use and what you use it for. Otherwise it's just going to be decided for you. So
1: Totally. We used to say with money that money is not good or evil, which is what you just said. Mm. In in my hand, it takes on my nature. I could use it for what I want to, so for Mm. blessing. I think social media is exactly the same. It's in my hands. I use it for what I want to. So, yeah, it's really good.
0: That's great. So for for young pastors out there that, because so I think what you said before just going back to the whole celebrity pastor culture mm-hmm. is is a trap. Yeah. And I think it's very true because I think a lot of people would start out with good intentions, you know, yep. I'm going to build this big Instagram following mm. so I can bring people to church or I'm going to, you know, start this a YouTube channel so I can bring people to church, but if there's actually success there, mm. there's more temptation then to make it about you. So what would you say to a young pastor who's saying, I want to use social media well for to promote Jesus, to build the church? What would be some things they should be doing to to use it in a good way?
1: Well I think we've got to have a message. And our message has to be to lift up Jesus and lift up people. And mm. um, I mean there can be some personal stuff. They're here on my holidays at the beach with my kids. It's all nice. But mm. um, the message that the general message we're trying to bring is that we we love god and he's helped us in our lives and mm. um it's all him so i think as long as he gets the he gets the glory um not me and it is a it's a balancing act i got to i got to mm. say it's a, you want to share good news you know people got saved here and we did this mm. and and i even want you guys to hear that news and you want me to hear your mm. news so there, it's just the way we angle it so it's not mm. too many selfies it's not mm. driving down a message or i'm i'm trying to you know, um, be, be either political or not political or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Being careful of other messages that mm. that get away from the main message. As a pastor, you're talking about pastors, young pastors, yeah, yep. that I reflect a message. And also as a leader of a movement, I would interact with young pastors like you saying, I think there are some things that are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I remember when social media first came out, there was a lot of pranking in our movement. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> A good old prank, yep, but then it got more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to say, guys, this will be misunderstood in Japan. Like, Japanese don't get this pranking. Yeah. So you can do it on your own time if you want to, not too much. Mm. Um, <laughs> but if you're posting that, you've got to know that you're now a public figure. Mm. And we had that discussion. Yeah, but It's part of leadership. It's part of responsibility mm. is that my social media is not just about, well, it's mine and I just want to... No, no, I've got to be responsible for the message mm. and for the images that I'm presenting. And that would be the same for men and women in whatever way yep. that is. Um, again, not being legalistic, but realize as a public figure, I now have some responsibilities. And we had that chat and it mm. was a, a five-second chat with you guys. that No one's mm-hmm. fighting back. It's just like, oh, okay. And yep. I don't know if you remember some of that, but it's like. <laughs> I remember it all, Pastor Rod. <laughs> um, As a senior pastor, it wasn't getting down on you guys, saying, Mm. "I hope you enjoy yourselves," but recognize now your lives have changed in that you are a public figure. Yeah, and I think that people are watching. Yeah, and I think there's a, I think there's a temptation if a lot of people praise you and you repost it. I think that's a, a little strange to tell you the truth. Mm. It says in Psalms, let another praise you, and not not Mm. from your own mouth and. If they want Mm -hmm. to do it, if you want to do it, well, not you, but you're in the house. But
0: yeah, if other groups
1: want to do it, so be it. Mm. Um, No judgment on that. But for me, for me, Mm. I I think it's a bit strange. I think Mm. I think I'd rather. um, I don't want to be like I'm I'm holier than thou, or I'm better. I'm not better. I just Mm. that doesn't help me. You know, it's not. If I'm thinking, who else? Why? Why didn't I get so much feedback on that message? And I can't. Let Mm. people—it sort of leads you down a bit of a track Mm. that could be a trap. Yeah, that—that—that my success on this day was what feedback I got, Mm. which brings us back to the original point. No, no, you've got to get that from God. Yeah, you've got to get that, and to some degree from your husband-wife relationship and, and 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 encouraging each other. And so, I just think there are some traps there. Yeah, and as a movement, and we're not—we have not said this to any of our people. This is not mm. a Christian thing, mm. but young pastors, I think, do need some tracks to say, yeah. um, "This is not a law, mm. but this is probably not helpful. This is helpful. I think we need that." Yeah, and I think you—you you guys can can dialogue with me too if if you mm. feel something's a bit too much or not enough. Or we have lots of mm. dialogue, right? For sure, yeah. And you and your friends in the ministry have lots of dialogue too. Yeah. It's yeah. He- it's healthy. Yeah. It's Very healthy. good. Yeah. And, and, and as an older pastor, I've said to you, male young pastors, I've said, you know, you've got to live your life as though you're going to be in this for a long time. Yeah. And therefore, you can't put in foolishness mm-hmm. that people would look back and say, well, you did that years ago. And that's actually happening today in cancel culture is yeah. maybe not in our movement, but it, oh yeah, it, it could happen that someone reaches yeah. back to something from 2012. Yeah, and say, "Well, you said that, or you were like that." And mm. and and so I've said to our our guys, just wipe out things from your life that are not helpful. Yeah, will put them on a private page if mm. you want to save it. Mm. Um, again, not legalism. I'm not I'm not actually you know where the yeah, line is, but just being mm. wise that we yeah we can't be referred to later as that that guy or uh, uh, does yeah. that make sense? And I think it's just, we were in this for the mm. long journey, right? Yep.
0: That's great wisdom. And I think, like you said, you know, when we, when we first had those initial conversation, that was 13 years ago Um, mm. when social media was just, you wow. know, Is that right? just really yeah. becoming a part of people's lives in a bigger 13 years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now it's just it's so, oh prominent but it's so easy to Mm. just not be thoughtful on how you use and post on social media but i think it's very key um because it does have such a big influence on us and on the people who follow and look to us as well and
1: yeah um i I think if we have a key message though we can drive down that message online mm. and it does look a little bit like look at us but i think if it's a message yeah really important to me an important message is that Japan has never heard the gospel. Mm. It's a really important message and many other countries have never heard the gospel. In fact, 42% of the world have never heard the gospel. Mm. It's, a, it's a stunningly large number and I think we should present things of seeing people saved in our world and baptized mm. and rejoicing yep. together and connect groups. I think there is relevance in that as long as it's not look at me but look what God is doing. So let me bring balance to that. I mm. I think that is a message. Yeah. So so your key message does need to be brought, even if it does little a little bit of attention to ourselves, as long as we're saying, well, God did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you would say it's it's really comes down to the core issue. I like said, why is this important to me? Right. Well, why am I posting that? Yeah. And if that if you've got a clean conscience with God and with your leadership team and your oversight, then if people misunderstand you, it's probably not a big issue. But when it's yeah when it's out of, I want to be recognized, or I want people to see, that's probably when
1: it's going to, is that fair to say, Pastor Rod? Totally, totally. I I think, yeah, clear conscience, this is the message, and, I, and I've and i thought through it, mm. and I really want to let you know, and let you know again, because it really is important. Mm. Um, So, you want people people to know about Hiroshima, pray for us, mm. and mm. pray that our outreaches will be successful, and you've got thousands of people probably cheering you on, and praying, mm. and Mm. that's hugely great value of course so yeah and um yeah so i just think thinking through um clearly and i think through covid as well it's very important that the Mm. message we bring is is a balance of this is the situation but this is Mm -hmm. our hope in christ and yeah a few of our churches have been in and out of meetings and like Mm. we can meet now we can't meet now like hong kong and the message has always been in and out we still have hope um yeah we maintain the daily time with God and love each other, forgive each other. I think that's a really important message. Mm. Um, it's it's you know sharing good news even in a hard time is really important. Mm. It's not this overwhelming victory every day and I have no trouble. No, no, that's that is not the gospel. The mm. gospel is I'm having troubles, but I still have hope. Yeah, I think that's a really important message. Hey, I love that. For,
0: yeah. yeah, I think that's 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 very. Um, it's very key because I think there's a lot of um, put It's a good thing to be for pastors and leaders to be authentic and to be real. Yes. Um, But I think it's gone to the point where it's almost, it's given permission for leaders to be in a bad place Mm. and it be okay. Rather than I said, the situation's tough, but with Jesus, we're going to get through it. You know, like I might be, yeah. Yeah. And for, young, and
1: for young pastors, I'd say in every, in every sermon, I'd mm. really love to hear a Jesus point. What did Jesus mm-hmm. say about that? And what's his solution? And let's pray. Mm. In other words, we're not just talking about an issue. We're actually yeah. bringing it to God and leaving people with hope in every mm. message, even mm. in a dark place. Yeah. And I know some parts of the world now today are in a very dark place. Mm. Um, some nations are in war and there's mm-hmm. social upheaval and uh, we've got a great church and emerging in, in in Myanmar, which we love mm. so much, and they're mm. in crisis. And what is our message to them? Our message is you're in a hard place. Mm. We just want to feel with you, and we want mm. to know your hard place. But we want to say that there's always a future and a hope, as it says yeah. in Jeremiah 29, 11. Amen. So we're not denying, we're not deniers mm. of hard times and hard places, and um, but we're going to pray, but we still got to speak the same truth, that is, hope is our message in christ love it Mm.
0: awesome well i think that's a great way to wrap it up Pastor. great um we only got to the first question we'd (laughs) planned but it was a great discussion (laughs) (laughs) and uh hope everyone listening has been blessed by this and encouraged by this and uh Make sure if you haven't already, subscribed so you can stay sure. up to date with what's happening, and we're looking forward to bringing uh, more conversations with Pastor Rod, and we're also going to look at doing some more um, panel discussions with more of the team and the other pastors. So i um, looking forward to seeing you guys soon. That's great. Hey, just in finishing, we've got
1: an yeah. app called Lifehouse app. There, mm-hmm. there for that little guy. There he is. In there is a thing called the Blue Book, and in there is how to journal mm. and basic studies. Um, if you Talking about journaling, seeking God, spending time with God. Just go there if you wanted to, and um, it's free. Yeah, Um, you can reproduce it and use it, whatever. But I just think it's a basic pattern there we can leave you with today. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much, Pastor Rod, for your time. Thanks, Lewis. Have a great day. See you guys.